Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Uh, We're going to jump right into Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm going to start reading here, and it says this. For we are his workmanship, and for good works, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has created something amazing for your life. Why? Because you are his workmanship. You're highly crafted. You have the very uh, fingerprint of God placed on the inside of you. I believe that God has placed seeds of greatness on the inside of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us is called and anointed and appointed for such a time as this. God has great things in store for you. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just thank you for everything that you do in our lives, for everything that you say, all of your involvement in our life, for your mercy and your grace, which are new every single day. I declare that you would think through my mind, that you would speak through my lips, that it would be all of you and none of me today, Father. I thank you for each and every person that is tuning in today. I declare that they're healthy, that they're strong, that their uh, needs are met, spirit, soul, and body, that you are their provider, you're their strength. You're the rock that they can run into, that they can find, and they can, you're their shelter that they can run into and find strength and, and safety, Lord. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, like I said, Pastor Art has been encamping in this, uh, this message entitled Seated, Standing, and Walking. So I kind of want to stay within the same vein of what he's been talking about. And my message today is entitled Grab a Seat. So make sure if you're taking notes, get your pens, your papers out, get your phone on your notes. Um, write, write down, grab a seat today. Turn, uh, turn to the person next to you, tap them on the shoulder, and don't hug them or anything because you've got social distancing now. Just tell them, say, grab a seat today. I want to talk about this uh, seated, standing, and walking. This is, uh, I, I, how I see it is it's three different phases that you can be in. It's obvious that you cannot sit stand and walk at the same time. It is virtually impossible to do all three at the same time. So we have to look at them and say that these are completely different things. That there's, there's a phase of sitting, there's a, a phase of standing, and there's a phase in life where we are walking out. The first phase, which is the sitting, I believe is the learning stage. I believe it's a time of meditation where you are diving into God's word and discovering who you are through that word. I believe that there is a phase of standing where you have accepted who God is in your life and who he has called you to be. And I believe the third phase is walking, when you begin to walk out what he's called you to do. That we can be in any one of these phases at any part of our lives. I, I'm, I'm in the walking out phase right now, doing what God has instructed me to do. But I can also move back to the sitting phase and learn more about who I am and who he is in my life. So at any point in your life, we can find ourselves. And I don't want you to, to feel bad if you're in the sitting phase and someone else is in the walking phase. That just means that they're in a different part of their life. But you'll get there, amen? So I want to turn uh, my focus to the sitting phase of this, this, uh, this talk that Pastor Art, this message that Pastor Art has been uh, dealing with. So turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 and uh, verse 11. I believe that this sitting phase can be broken up or viewed in three different ways. Three different ways. The first one is the place of correction. 
I believe correction is good and it's important to our growth as Christians and just as human beings as, as, as just as human beings. We need correction in our life. Without correction, we will just run rampant and, and destroy things. We need correction. Psalms chapter 3, verse 11 says this. My son, do not despise the chastening, chastening of the Lord, nor, despise, nor distaste his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as the father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. There's this, this word right here, uh, chastening. Uh, this was a word I didn't understand what that meant, so I had to go to, to you know, Google and, and check out what that meant. That means the humbling. That's, uh, the, do not despise the humbling of the Lord. That there's importance to being humble in things. I believe that it's through humble, being humble, humility is where all the virtues of heaven flow. I believe that humility is where all the virtues of heaven flow. The, 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 the beginning of this life of faith will begin in humility. Understand that I need Jesus in my life, that I can't do it all on my own, that I'm not perfect, I don't have it all together. That's humility saying that I need help in a certain situation or just in my life. I, I, I'll even go further than that. that. That salvation came through the strength of humility. Our salvation, our, our relationship with God came through humility. Turn with me to, I'll show you right here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. Philippians chapter 2 says this. This is one of my favorite uh, uh, verses of scripture, this little passage here. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it, uh, could not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the cross. God sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. And it says that Jesus humbled himself made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. If I want to be great in this kingdom, I need to be a great servant. I need to humble myself and say, it's not about me. It's about God getting his will in my life. See, sometimes we get too caught up in, I have my own agenda. I have my own thoughts on how I want things to work out. I have my own checklist, and God is saying, wait, 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 wait. You've been purchased. You've been bought with the price. It's not about you. It's about me getting my way through you. I have a way, I have a will, and I have a purpose for your life. See, humility says I need to, it's not about me. It's about God getting his way through my life. Jesus came as a bondservant. To the point he humbled himself, even to the point of the cross. Our salvation comes through the strength of humility. It's beautiful. This is a beautiful thing. Being humble isn't a bad thing. It's a good trait. I believe that heavenly virtues flow through our humility. Amen? Proverbs chapter 2. Turn with me really quickly. Proverbs chapter 2, verse, I, I apologize. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2. 
Proverbs 11.2 says this. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. See, I believe this, this first phase of sitting is a seat of correction. The second is a place of understanding and wisdom. The, the third view that we can view this seated position is the place of assignment. Now, the first two, the correction, the understanding, and wisdom, I believe are extremely connected. They, they, they go hand in hand. I believe that wisdom and, and understanding will come through the avenue of correction. I remember uh, as a young uh, person, as a young child, uh, my father, there'd be times where I would make mistakes. Not a lot, because I was pretty much perfect, but... Um, there would be times where I would make mistakes. There was things that I did wrong. I, and my mom's told the story about when I cussed outside and I was playing hide and seek outside their window. And she yelled at me and they disciplined me, all this kind of stuff. So, yes, I've made mistakes. <laughs> I'm not perfect. But there would be times in my life where I would be uh, done something wrong and I, I come into the house and my dad would say, uh, Brent, take a seat. Grab a seat. And, and he, would, he began to correct me in the things that I was doing wrong. Now, understanding that it's through, through humility that I can receive that correction. And on the other side of that correction is my wisdom and my understanding that would help me in my later years. That I can look back on those times and say, yes, that was correction. And it was a hard pill to swallow. Nobody likes to be corrected. Nobody likes to be told that they're doing something wrong. But it's through the correction where wisdom and virtue will flow. So understand that, yes, I need correcting in my life. I need help. There's times where I need to, someone to call me out on my junk. Alina is so good at doing that. She's like, no, you don't do it that way. Let's do it this way. And uh, So I'm always in a seated position. I'm always learning. I'm never, never uh, just abandoning the seated position because there's learning there. There's growth there. There's only, you can only grow through correction and learning. Amen? The second I believe, it, or the third one I want to talk about now, is the place of assignment. This is a, a beautiful place, and, and our seated position is, a, is our time of uh, assignment. Listen to this. Um, in my life, my, um, my mom, she, she loves decorating the house. Uh, if you were to come over to the house during Thanksgiving or Easter or Christmas, it is decked out top to bottom. It looks like Christmas just threw up in the house. Like it's, everything is Christmas. You see a table, there's not an empty place on the table because everything has a decoration on it. I remember as a child, she would take me to the Orange County Fair. And uh, at the fairgrounds, they'd have this, this huge um, warehouse. And in the warehouse, there was these tables set, in, and each table was a different person who decorated the table in a different thing. Like there was a beach theme, there was a Thanksgiving theme, there's a Christmas theme. My mom loved the Christmas one because she just got so many ideas. But the, tates, the tables would just be set, it looked beautiful, and my mom would do the exact same thing, but at our house. And so when you would come over for you know, Christmas morning, we would have a, a, a meal with all the family. You would go to the table and it would be completely decorated. And what you would do after you were done soaking up, looking at all the stuff, it was almost like a, a Where's Waldo because there's just so much stuff everywhere. You would find the placemat or the, 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 the place card with your name on it. My mom would think of everything. She knew that there was people coming and she prepared beforehand that they were coming. This is beautiful. She prepared beforehand that they would be coming, so she, she purposely created a place for them to sit. 
And she put a name tag on that seat. So I, I made some out. Like there's, there, there would be something, it would be like much nicer. She didn't went all out, but I just printed this out. There would be a name tag, and it would say Brent on it. So I would have to walk around the table, find out where my name tag is, and that was my position. That was where I was assigned to sit. See, I could, there, was many ta- there was many chairs at the table, but there was only one with my name on it. There was only one that was meant for me. I could sit in a different seat, but that wasn't my assigned seat. That's not where I was meant to be. See, I, I can sit over here, and it can be comfortable. It can be a nice chair, but that's not meant for me. There was a seat just for me. And there would be times where there would be a table set, and there would be name tags at different ones. And there would be times where someone didn't show up. But that didn't mean that she didn't set the table for them. That didn't mean that there wasn't a place for them at the table. Turn with me to Isaiah. I want to show you this. This, this, this uh, 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 picture that I'm painting for you reminds me of this. Isaiah chapter 25. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6. I want to read. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people. How many of you know that, that all means all people? That it's not excluding anybody. That means that all people are invited to this feast. It doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, where you grew up. You are invited to this feast because the scripture says that the Lord of hosts will make for all people, everybody, you're invited. People you don't like are invited. All people. And the feast of the choice pieces the, the feast of the choice pieces and the feast of the wine, of the leads, and the fatted things of all the marrow, of well-refined well, well wine and the leads. This is a, a depiction of a massive feast. And, and I picture this huge table. And I know that my God is amazing. My God is extravagant. He loves his children so much. And if my mom, who is an earthly mom, who, who makes mistakes, would set a table so beautifully and unique and to think of everybody individually and to put a place for them to sit, that there's no way that our God would do any less. I believe that this feast, this table is set out and it's beautiful. And there's chairs and there's name tags. And, and I'm going to walk into this feast in the book of Revelation. It talks about the marriage banquet, that we're all going to be there. That if I've, re- if I've received Jesus into my heart and made him the Lord of my life, I will be at this banquet table, this marriage feast. And I will walk into the room and there will be a seat and there will be a name tag that I will find my name at this table. And it will be beautiful. And I can pull my seat and I can grab my seat and I can sit down and say, this is mine. This is my assigned seat. There's there's many seats, but this one is mine. And I believe that there's going to be name tags that are out of people that didn't receive the call, that didn't receive the invitation to come. And it's a sad thing. But I don't believe that God would just take their seat and throw it away, that he's going to leave that seat there for them because he still cares for them. He still yearns for them to be there. The same way if someone were to come to our house or someone that didn't make it, we still have a seat for them because we love them. And we want them to be a part of it. I want you to know right now that no matter what you're going through, no matter where you find yourself in life, I know that the, the, 
Our, our world right now is fractured. There's so many things going on. If you've been looking at the news, if you've been on social media, you know what is going on. That there's many cities within our state that are burning, that are on fire oh, with, with hatred over what happened uh, through George Floyd. A man just passed away. He was murdered in broad daylight. And people are upset, and they have the right to be upset. I want you to know that we see you. People are yearning to be heard, to be seen. And I want you to know that we see you today. We hear your voice, and we stand with you throughout this situation. What we can't stand with is the, the rioting and the violence and, and the breaking of people's uh, belongings. And people are, uh, their, their life's work is being destroyed, it's being burnt down. Don't let your voice, the world is listening to you. Don't let that voice uh, cry for justice be overshadowed by a voice of violence and fire. We hear you, we stand with you, and we love you. We're here for you. You have a seat at the table. People want to know that they're loved. People want to know that they're heard. And I'm, I want you to know today that there is an assignment for you, that, that God has called you into his family. But you have to accept that call. You have to accept that invitation that Jesus has a seat at the table for you, that you've been called, you've been anointed, and you've been appointed for such a time as this. But it's going to take some humbling. It's going to take some, some time of, of understanding that it's not about me. It's about God getting his way throughout my life. That, that it's not about what, what I can do. It's not about what I've done or how good I can do it. It's about how big my God is and what he can do through me. It's a time of humbling and understanding that I need correction. That I, there's going to be a time where things are going to be broken off in my life. That things are going to be, be shattered and broken. Some hatred, some, some pain that has been sitting on my shoulders for so long. And it needs to be broken. And it's only going to be broken when I humble myself and understand that I need God. That I can't do it on my own. And, and I'm sure that there are people that are listening to me today. That you hear me and you say, you know what, I, I feel the same way. I, I've got this hurt on the inside of me. I've got this pain on the inside of me. And I need to just let it go, and I can't get rid of it on my own. I need to, to humble myself. I need to take this seated position and learn to be vulnerable in this and allow God to move through me. This seated position is a place of correction. It's a place of, of understanding and wisdom. And once we understand and have wisdom on who God is in our life, only then can we receive that assignment that he's placed in our lives. Every single one of you, is called and anointed and appointed. I say this all the time. I believe that God has placed seeds of greatness on the inside of each and every one of you, that you're called for great things, that the best is yet to come, and you're going to find that in the place of sitting. As a father, I have an 11-year-old son now, and now I find myself doing the things that my father did. Taj, why don't you take a seat? We need to talk about some stuff. We need to work some things out. There's a time of correction that needs to happen. Isn't it interesting that we always make somebody sit down when they need to be corrected? Like, hey, let's, let's sit down. Let's take a seat and talk about this instance. You know, let's bring it to the natural. You go to the doctor's office. What do they do? They make you sit down. You go to a, 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 a psychologist or wherever. They make you sit down. Let's talk about this situation that's going on. There's a position of sitting that is vulnerable. And, hum and you have to take humility in it and understanding and correction and receive that correction from the Holy Spirit so that you can walk, so you can stand in who God has called you to be and you can eventually walk in what he's called you to do, amen? 
I believe that God has great things for you. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.